Hi, John. How are you today? Good, Elliot. I know we're all getting ready for Thanksgiving next week, but there's so much going on this week that I thought we'd dive right into it. One of the things I wanted to mention up front is the House Financial Services Committee, as we are recording this, is having a uh, hearing later today, so you can look at it when you hear our conversation on Friday, on crypto crime. And this is a subcommittee hearing. Uh, the, the subcommittee is actually a digital assets, financial technology, and inclusion subcommittee. And I just wanted to highlight one thing, but there's a lot of interesting witnesses. One of the witnesses is Allison Jimenez, who's the president of Dynamic Securities. And I've had the pleasure of working with Allison. She joined us at a conference in Missouri earlier this year and is clearly an expert on the technology side of AML, which includes crypto. In her uh, written remarks, she uh, offers up a series of recommended actions based on her experience, and she uh, lists them in the following order, uh, that FinCEN should regularly publish the number of cryptocurrency-related SARs, that the SAR form itself should be updated to include cryptocurrency as a financial product or instrument. She also recommends updating it to specifically categorize SARs filed by cryptocurrency-related institutions. Again, all those things can be done without legislation. Proposed legislation, though, she encourages that should consider cryptocurrency illicit finance by cryptocurrency miners, validators, and mining or validating pools. And then she also cautions that any legislation should not provide weaker oversight to stable coins, given their growing use in illicit finance. So uh, clearly been a focus of the House side, and I believe the Senate side in the U.S. as well. But you also flagged a uh, editorial from the Washington Post on this just recently, and what was their conclusion or what was their recommendation? It was interesting, and I, I recommend that our listeners go and read the, it is an opinion piece by the editorial board of the Washington Post, and I'll give you the headline, Regulating Crypto Might End It, and that's just fine. They do talk a lot about the risks related to cryptocurrencies, some of the big failures that are known to everyone, um, and the challenges of uh, the use by criminals, money launderers, uh, and terrorists. So it's an interesting piece. But again, I think that this whole issue of more regulation, how much more, and how to make it all work is top of mind, not just in the U.S., but certainly in the, in the EU and the U.K. as well. Plenty to think about there and plenty to pay attention to as it continues to unfold. And staying with the legislative side of this, that same House Financial Services Committee passed through a number of pieces of legislation the other day in bipartisan fashion, which is always useful, especially when you have uh, members of Congress threatening to beat up witnesses or elbowing people in the hallways. It's nice to see that they can actually do some work. But a couple of them I would flag. One is one they're calling the OFAC Licensure for Investigators Act. Basically, what it is saying that OFAC, uh, on a case-by-case basis and maybe in a pilot program to start, would allow financial institutions and other entities to continue to work process transactions uh, with sanctioned entities so that law enforcement can do investigations. So it's a let's do some undercover work, but make sure we protect the institution for working with OFAC or whatever entity that uh, is pursuing the investigation. I thought that was interesting. There's a number of other pieces there too. You should take a look at focusing on Iran and focusing on oil imports 
that sort of thing. But anyway, a series of bills that passed out of the full committee, which means they got a shot of going through the, the full house and we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I wanted to flag that as well. Yes. And as long as we're flagging house activity, and we certainly covered it in the last go around, there was action this week by the house to pass a continuing resolution to keep the U.S. government funded, and that's now going to the Senate. The deadline, I believe, is midnight on Friday. There are indications that this will move through and get to the president's desk before the deadline. All right. And so from an international perspective, the Basel Institute on Governance has just issued their AML index for 2020. And their headline is Action on Money Laundering, More Urgent Than Ever. They're an independent group that's uh, been doing indexes for a number of years. And they look at over 18 different indicators. And their headline, besides the phrase I just mentioned, is the average global money laundering terrorist financing risk level increased from 5.25 in 2022 to 5.31, 10 is the maximum risk. And they give you a series of reasons why, and not to give away too much because I'm going to be doing an interview with the project leader of Basel next week. But one of the things that they focus on is making sure that countries cut off funds for terrorists, but not civilians. And so they say countries need to do a better job at preventing terrorist financing through what they're calling bogus NPOs. But they also warn that it's essential to take what they're calling an informed risk-based approach and don't indiscriminately cut off funding to whole classes of NPOs, because that obviously, as we all know, we talked about it many times, affects, hinders vital humanitarian assistance and human rights. So again, we're going to talk more about this in a more lengthy conversation next week, but I believe the AML index is always a useful training guide for entities like our own that are global and trying to provide the best service we can for our clients and the big, broad AML community. Yeah, the two other big takeaways, and again, during your podcast, I'm sure you'll go much deeper, but the besides the item is that governments, and I'm quoting here, governments facing challenges to implement financial sanctions from identifying the beneficial owners of companies, something you and I have talked about many times, and outsmarting enablers, also something we've talked about of money laundering and sanctions evasion. And then the other one is governments struggling to fund efforts to address climate change, food insecurity, and natural disasters while losing trillions of dollars to corruption and organized crime and recovering not even 1% of those stolen funds. These are things that we have talked about that I know are top of mind to our the community. I recommend the report. It runs to about 55 pages, but it's a worthy read. And there's a lot of interplay between the Basel report and the activities that you and I regularly talk about at FAT in terms of their recommendations and uh, how well countries are doing in terms of implementing them and whether or not they're effective. That's a key part of the index. Sticking with global issues this week is the U.S. and the U.K. announced they're taking coordinated action against Hamas leaders and financiers. And that's a third round of sanctions against Hamas-affiliated entities. The action designates those officials and other mechanisms by which Iran provides support to Hamas 
and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. So that's that came out through the Department of Treasury. So wanted to highlight that. And there's a lot of information within that release that tells you not just who the officials are, but what the sanction implications are. Quick aside, I did an interview that we'll be posting soon with Dan Tenenbaum, who is a sanctions expert. And I do ask him specifically about how you show success with sanctions. And so he goes into detail about that. So I would urge folks to watch for that when it's posted. So that's going as well. And then there was what you call a readout from FinCEN. And readout is just the minutes, if you will, high-level minutes of meetings. And the release came out this week, but it was talking about a November 9th meeting at the Harvard Kennedy School on the role of cryptocurrency and financing terrorism. So going back to our original comment about the hearing that's going on this week, another conversation about that. And the Undersecretary for Treasury and for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Brian Nelson, was involved in that. He also convened a roundtable with MSBs trying to figure out what else can be done to deal with the countering of illicit finance. So obviously a lot going on in this space globally and then specifically in the crypto response to the crypto world, if you will. Yes. And as we've talked about in other episodes, there continues to be efforts by law enforcement to investigate potential corruption by public officials. This week, Mayor Adams of New York City, there was an indication that he was being investigated related to some potentially alleged activity in giving some preference to the country of Turkey in terms of the building of its new consulate in New York. So again, no, there's no determination of wrongdoing, but prominent U.S. officials are being investigated where appropriate. Coming all the way back to the Basel or rooting out corruption is an important part of an effective global program. And look, he's been to Turkey five or six times and has met with Erdogan. So there's a there's a lot of smoke there. The FBI sees his phone records and that sort of thing. So we've got to watch this. And sadly, corruption is bipartisan. We've got to stay on top of this. It's important. You're right. It's only alleged. And he's saying publicly that he's cooperating and that there is nothing untoward here. It's simply trying to help certain classes of immigrants within New York. We'll see how this plays out. But it is important we stay on that. Just related to that, one other thing, we've talked before, and we've interviewed several of them, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, I see a number of things that they're working on, but something that I think people should take a close look at on sanctions-related issues. They say that based on their investigations, that PwC has served dozens of oligarchs through its Cyprus branch. And that obviously is, if that's sanctions evasion, that's a criminal activity We'll see. But this is a pretty dramatic charge. So I would just urge folks to take a look at that. The ICIJ website is free, so you can read the articles on there. But this was just posted in the past couple of days based on a pretty lengthy investigation from at least what we've seen. I'll try in the next few weeks, even though we're hitting the holidays, see if I can't get somebody from that group for a more lengthy podcast. But again, something we should take a look at because sanctions evasion is also something we've talked about quite a bit, you and I, and also with 
people that we've interviewed. So a couple things as we wrap up. One, you mentioned that you and I are going to take the holiday weekend off next week, but we will post an archive edition. So please watch for that. Secondly, our November webinar will have occurred by the time you hear this podcast. So watch for the recording to post to our website probably by the end of the month. The December webinar, which will be on December 19th, which is a Tuesday, and we're going to be talking with some of our, some experts on where compliance technology is going. So that'll be, I think, a good conversation and one that is worth people registering for, which by the time you hear this, you'll be able to register on our website. So I say, folks, go to our website for information on our podcasts, on our webinars, on our blogs. We also repost everything on LinkedIn. So please feel free to follow us there. And we'd like a rating. If you could give us a rating to This Week in AML, that's very helpful. Let's us know people are listening. And so we would appreciate your feedback. John, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I will talk to you the week after. And go Golden Eagles. Fourth in the country. (laughs) All right. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye.